everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to The Blodgett Show. Welcome to episode 13. choice of two different trucks because um, my truck's probably going to be back uh, tomorrow sounds like so I'll have it Tuesday when I start up again but uh, last night I was in a, uh, a Mac which I guess my boss or my manager referred to as his truck I was like what truck am I going to be in tonight sir he's like oh, I think you're going to take my truck I was like, okay, which one is that he gave me the truck number, and I was like, I was hoping maybe it was like a, one of the new Volvos. <laughs> nope, it was a new Mac. Well, newish Mac. He just brought it down from uh, from Wisconsin uh, a couple weeks back, and I only know about that because I basically met him at the yard on that. It was during that 48-hour period where I didn't have any, uh, where I barely had any sleep. Met him at the National Hub, and. Uh, rode with him to the airport so he could pick up his car and I basically swapped places with him and I took the truck to Murfreesboro and parked it there, grabbed my truck, brought my truck back to Nashville, basically got loaded and headed out. So yeah, that was fun, but uh, I thought maybe it was because I was tired. Uh, but when I, when I was bobtailing to Murfreesboro with that truck, I noticed that uh, it was very hard to keep the truck going straight. Like, all of you drivers out there, you know how it is. Like, you know, the alignment and everything, it should be fairly easy without, with, with not like having to go over the top effort wise to actually, um, you know, to not to be able to go keep going straight. That truck, for whatever reason, it would, it would just go back and forth, like left, right, left, right. And you're having to constantly correct just to try to keep it straight. You know, you're getting the constant buzzer because you're encroaching on the line. So I thought, man, I must be real tired. But then last night I was in that truck and I was immediately noticing having trouble keeping it straight. Of course, I'm always tired, you know, because hey, I'm a trucker, you know. And I drive a lot of, I do a lot of overnights because of either the team truck running late or the past two weeks be running late because of the fact that, you know, waiting on another guy to, to uh, get back with my truck 
or with whatever truck I'm taking that night. So always tired, lately been taking a Red Bull, you know, on my way to work. <laughs> but um, yeah, for 270 miles up, 270 miles back, I realized very quick that I could not even, um, I couldn't um, eat, like, you know, I couldn't even take a drink of anything, like take a sip of my water bottle because I would, I would take one hand off the wheel, still, still looking at the road, but you know, reach over and grab my water bottle and you know go to take a drink and before i knew it like just trying to do that all of a sudden i would feel myself partially losing control of the truck so i put the water back down grab the wheel both hands like white knuckle in it and i was like oh man <laughs> so it's like i usually bring popcorn out with me in addition to whatever i heat up for food like lately it's been uh, spaghetti dishes but um last night i didn't bother heating up the popcorn because i was like there's no way in hell i'm gonna be able to uh actually like managed to eat this bag of popcorn and keep control of the truck it's like it, so today when i found out what time the team was coming down here i love my boss though and i i told him i because you know i've had multiple people when i told them what was going on with that truck i said it's a nice truck like max are really nice i said if it would if it would have stayed straight like you know this truck for instance I, I wouldn't have minded it. I could have dealt, like, you know, I could have uh, dealt with it. But um, multiple people were like, "Yeah, you definitely should talk, you know, talk to your boss, and let him know what's going on." I said, "Well, he got it a couple weeks ago. I'm surprised he didn't, you know, haven't worked on yet. I'm surprised that he bought the truck or the company bought the truck, but he went up and picked it up and then drove it all the way down from Wisconsin. And he when he was." When I was riding with him, he was like, oh, yeah, it was a really nice ride, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh. I was like, oh, I think it was like 800 and some miles, he said. I would have got nuts driving that far, trying to just keep the, the truck to go straight or whatever. Sometimes it would straighten out. It'd be fine. Other times, literally, you're you're weaving back and forth in between the, the lines and the lane or whatever. It's like, ah, oh, man. So, so, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. So... Yesterday, I let him know what's going on. Or actually, today, I let him know what's going on. You know, it's weird because my days blend together for me. <laughs> because I, I come into work at like five sometimes. And like lately, I might come in like seven or eight because of waiting for a truck. But as of Tuesday, hopefully that'll be back to normal. Hopefully I can get out the gate by five, five in the afternoon. But this afternoon, I messaged him to let him know, hey, the team says they'll be down there by midnight because they got delayed. I was like, oh, by the way, sir, uh, your truck, that was the first truck that he actually had said, like, you're going to take my truck. So I was like, oh, your truck, okay. But I was like, all right, you know. <laughs> my buddy Dave last night even made a cup, you know, made a pretty, uh, you know, valid comment or question. He goes, he goes, well, his truck. So does he come out there and drive? I said, I think he does sometimes. Like, if, if he doesn't have somebody to cover around, I think he will come out and do it. But, um, so I was like, sir, your truck, um, you know, your truck, I think it has like an alignment issue or something wrong with steering or something. And I basically just, I told him, I was like, because I had several occasions during the trip up there to Illinois and back that I had trouble keeping it straight. Like, it just wanted to fishtail all over the place. And I was like, I had to white knuckle it and I barely could keep, keep control over it. Couldn't even take a drink of water. I didn't even try to snack. 
you know, because I was like, if I reach for something, I'm going to lose control of the truck. So I was like, uh, yeah. And I was like, I don't suppose I'm going to be back in uh, my regular truck tonight. He's like, no, that was up in Clarksville. I got to get it back down to Nashville tomorrow. I said, okay. I was like, well, crap. So what if I, am I back in the back tonight? He goes, well, it's either the Mac or 742. Completely your, your choice. Just let uh, Lionhall know which one you're going to take so they can, uh, you know, they can set everything up in the system. I was like, all right, cool. I said, I think I'll take 742. Because I said, like, what I liked, I did tell him, though, I said, what I like about the Mac is it had the button inside to release your fifth wheel, you know, where it, it, you hold the button down and it pulls that, like, it's automatic, I guess, it pulls the the handle out, you know, disconnecting your, your from your kickpin or whatever. That's nice. My regular truck, the handle literally, it doesn't, you don't have to lift it up, pull it aside, whatever. You just literally pull out. It's one of those. And I understand that, uh, you know, having the more complicated, <laughs> you know, handles to pull out, like lift up, lift to the side, pull out, whatever. I understand that's to, to protect drivers from, like, when they're parked at truck stops, keeping somebody from pulling their, you know, pulling the pin or whatever. Of course, that's why, you know, drivers, you know how it is. Well, I'm supposed to, we get back to the truck, check your connections, you know. But I don't park at truck stops, you know, long term. Like, I park at the truck stop to do a swap. But other than that, I, I pretty much, I go to do my swap. I go back to the, back to the terminal in Nashville. So, so I prefer my regular truck. It's so easy to just, you know, ride's good. It's easy to pull the, to disconnect from the trailers. It's nice, but normally, normally I wouldn't have said, "Hey, I'll take that truck that has the, the really comp the little more complicated uh, handle on the fifth wheel," you know. But with the way that 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 back truck drove, <laughs> I told him, "I'll take seven four two. I said, "I'll take." I was telling the guy I was swapping with tonight. I said, "I'll I'll take struggling to try to pull that handle over, trying to keep the truck on the road." He's a hell yeah, man. I was like, it was just too much stress. You know, when you got like a 540 mile round trip and the entire time your your hands are hurt because you're you're gripping the wheel that tight because you're just trying to keep it straight. Yeah, it sucks. Especially when you're already tired, you know. <laughs> so But hey, it's all good guys. So tonight's topic is Remaining positive. So, remaining positive, guys. Believing in yourself. Refusing to give up. I always have a saying that says, believe you can, believe you will, and you're already halfway there. And I also like to say that we only fail if we quit, give up, walk away. I used to have a friend. I'm just gonna call her D. You know, instead of using her full name, just call her D. Um, we were good friends for a while. The problem I had with her though, as I mean, she was a nice person, but personally, the issue that I had with her was that she was so damn negative. So negative. She basically, she didn't work, she stayed home, 
Joseph Turner kid. They were on Section 8 housing, I guess, uh, from what I remember. This has been a while. And so I guess, she, you know, she would get like a $1,700 check every month and pay like 300 to her apartment, pay whatever other bills she had. She would, of course, buy weed. Um, buy weed for herself, buy weed for her friends, fill her mom's car up with gas, basically be broke in like two days for the rest of the month. And during that month, it sounded like in her apartment, she didn't have laundry hookups. So basically to do her clothes, she had to go somewhere, you know, to a laundromat or something. So the rest of the month, it was always like, ah, man, I don't have any money for food. I can't wash my clothes. You know, I was always like, well, I mean, you could do something on the side just to make a little bit extra money, you know, to help out. And it was always, well, no, I can't because I don't like, I, you know, I, I can't work because I have too much anxiety. And I'm like, you have anxiety. I was like, have you ever like driven through like a rush hour traffic with a couple accidents and you're supposed to be somewhere like it, you're trying to get home and you end up like four hours late your spouse is pissed off at you whatever because you basically she expects you to home at a certain time it's like well you know that's why at one point i you know early in my career <laughs> my wife actually wanted me to swear to her wanted me to promise that i would be into the drop yard by a specific time and i was like i can't do that it was a big fight because she wanted me to promise and i'm like i'm not going to promise something i can't that i don't know if i can do that's just how that's just how I am. Some people, oh, yeah, I promise, okay, and then of course they fall through. Like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, did happen. But you know, I was that's the kind of person I am. I'll I'll be like, I will do my best. I will try to do it. If I don't think I can do it, I'll let you know. But I'm not going to promise it if I don't know if I can pull it off. And it, it took a while. She still tried to push me to promise that I'd be back at certain times so she could pick me up at the yard or something. And I was like, I'll try to get there at that time and I'll, I'll do my best. But if I run into traffic, if there's an accident, if I blow a tire or something, I was like, I'm in a real late. And I don't want to promise something because then later on you're, you'll hold that against me. But with D, she, um, She just didn't want to work. She wanted to sit at home and collect those checks. Not do anything at all. Um, the part that kind of killed our friendship that I finally walked away from her was it got to a point where she was basically like she re like we fell out for like two years because she basically said some pretty foul stuff and I basically said, all right, you know, F you, whatever. Have a good night or have a good life, you know. And I blocked her everywhere. After about two years, she tracked me down on TikTok. And messaged me like, I'm really sorry for how things went down. I shouldn't have said those things. I'm like, well, you know, that you should think about that before you say them. Because uh, once you say things, you can't take it back. You can apologize. But you can't take back. Like, once you've already made the, you've cut someone deep, you know, that you call a really good friend or whatever. Once you cut deep, you can't, you know, there's, yeah, you can help them heal, but there's still a scar there, you know. But I was like, okay, cool. I forgive you, you know. I was like, I've unblocked you on Facebook and Instagram, and I've unblocked your number. Feel free to reach out, you know, connect with me on there. So, okay, cool. So, for about 
not quite a year. You know, we were probably like six months or eight months. We were actually talking pretty regularly. And she was always on TikTok, always, um, always, um, you know, posting videos. Um, she would do these card readings because she was, I guess, at the Wiccan or Wicca or whatever. Like she was, I don't know what you call it. I think, uh, like read your fortune or read the future or something. I don't know. I'm not familiar with it too much, so I can't really, can't really tell you. But what, what resulted in me walking away was every couple that started being like every couple weeks of us not really saying anything to each other. Cause I was leaving, I was like, all right, you're busy, I'll leave you alone, whatever. I would get a message basically telling me, hey, I'm so sorry, so sorry, I'm so busy, so busy, so busy. You know, I've got so much going on, I'm doing this and this and this. I've got these three appointments to do. I've got to put gas in my mom's car, and then I, I'm, just, I'm just not gonna have any time, and I'm thinking, you're, I was like, I see you posting TikToks all day. And you, you know, you've told me that you're watching video, you're watching movies. I was like, so I basically know you're sitting around, <laughs> you're sitting around your house doing a lot of other stuff. It's not really like, hey, I'm really busy. No, you're not. You're watching movies. You know, you're, you're, you're playing on TikTok. You're, you're not busy, you know. It's like, oh, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll message you. I'll message you sometime. You know, I'm just, I'm just working on some self-care or whatever. Like, okay, cool. You know. Did that for a while, and finally, like after like I don't know, a couple months of those being her only messages, her base. I'm so busy, so busy. I was like, you know what? I was like, don't message me anymore. I was like, I will message you if I feel if you know I feel like talking to you again. But I don't. I was like, I deserve. I was one of those like I deserve better as a friend, and basically like I don't understand why you're messaging me just to tell me that you're too busy to talk to me. I was like, you just not see. Like we just not talk. So I walked away and unfriended her, blocked her, not really blocked her, but I think I, I deleted her everywhere, unfollowed her on TikTok. So I was like, I don't want to, I didn't want to have anything to do with her. I thought after a little while, she'd probably reach out or something. And, you know, I'm so sorry, man. So I was like, nope, haven't heard anything from her. So I was like, well, best of luck to you. Good luck, have, you know, have a good life, whatever. Kind of like the, that last friend that I, I like the first couple episodes, I think I told you about where... We've been friends for two years, or actually we've been friends for four years. And um, chatted every day through voice clip, like literally all day. Like, and then she met this guy that was abusive. That she kept kicking out of her out of her apartment and saying that she was done, that she was not gonna be not gonna be treated like crap because he would talk to her like she was like she was a dog or something. I don't know. I don't know exactly what she what he would say to her, but I know it was bad because she basically would kick him out and basically say she's done. She washed her hands of him. But then she'd take him back in and help him out again. And I and me and everybody else that she's friends with are basically like, what are you doing? Like, he's not gonna change. Basically her argument was always, you know, well somebody has to like he doesn't have any support. Nobody's gonna no one's gonna support him. I have to do it. No one's if, if I don't teach him, nobody will. If I don't teach him to respect women, nobody will. And I'm like, he's not gonna learn. But I was like, I don't, I don't know why you're trying. And it was always, well, I, I will not apologize for being a good person. You know, for trying to help someone out. And then, the, but the straw that broke the back of that one was when I was like, okay, and I was joking around. I wasn't even saying anything specifically about him. I was just like, you're gonna have, to, you know, because she said she, 
she said he was such a slob that he she had to throw away dishes because like she like when he when she kicked him out, dishes were so bad. She was like, yeah, I'm not gonna do those. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna toss them and get more. And I said like, well, you're gonna have to get more dishes. And then you know just joking around. And I said, I would not apologize for being a good person. And I'm sorry. Now I know that you're not because. You know, you wouldn't help somebody in need. I was like, ah, oh, what the hell? I was like, it's basically, you know, that that friendship ended because I was like, look, if we talk again, you're gonna you're gonna fucking apologize because, uh, you know, that was completely or complete bullshit. And I was joking. I was like, if you want to keep let this guy let this guy walk all over you, that's your okay, go for it, you know. And just like with D, I thought maybe one recently you know I thought maybe she'll reach out you know maybe she'll realize the error of her ways or something and basically you know because I had always been there for her like my whole family I need my wife our kiddo you know we were like she was like a friend of the family but now she lost all of us <laughs> so it's like well but I assume he's still living with her and she's still dealing with his crap so, um, a part of it with uh, with D, as far as the topic at hand with being positive, guys, it was all the part that all I, I mean, she hate she what she hated about me was like she would always be saying like, "Oh my God, life sucks. This sucks. That sucks. Everything sucks. I'm never gonna get there." never gonna see never get times are never like things are never gonna be okay and things are never gonna get you know feel better and i was always like yeah i will i was like you know i was like don't don't give up just keep just keep trying take it day by day you know have have a goal in mind of where you want to be and have a plan for how you want to get there and even if you don't have a lot of resources to work with try to get you there just keep chugging along you know and it was and it got to a point where at one point we had a fight because she like like I hate how you're so like you're so positive all the time and you're all trying to you know it's like you're you laugh about a lot of stuff you know like you'll never take anything serious and I was like uh D I was like I laugh to keep crying I was like my life is anything but perfect I was like you know there's a lot of days where even though in general I'm happy but there's a lot of stresses you know like Utilities getting shut off on us, you know, when we're, we thought we could pay the bill tomorrow or being told, hey, you're, you're like dealing with what we all probably have dealt with at one point or are currently dealing with being in an apartment complex that says, hey, you have like this many days to pay such and such. Otherwise, we're going to start the eviction process. Like, oh, great. Okay. So it's like, if I were to let it, if I were to focus on all that stuff and instead think about the bad about it, you know, then I would basically be depressed and probably, you know, sad, crying all the time just because I would be letting it drag me down. Whereas I try to take the other approach and push on. You know, take it day by day, week by week. Lots and lots of prayers, guys, you know. And basically just... I do... It's like the what I said in one of the previous uh, episodes where you don't worry about tomorrow. Or try not to worry about tomorrow because tomorrow is going to have its own problems no matter what you do today. And 
better to just focus on today and make today the best day you possibly have. And just, you know, hope that tomorrow will be just as good or better, you know? That's, that's really the best we could do. It doesn't do us any good to, to think about how bad things are, how little we might have, you know, because when you think about it, we might feel like we have, like we don't have that much, but there's always somebody out there, guys, that, um, that has less of us. Like, I can think, oh man, I really hate this apartment, really want to get into a house, but then I can think about the fact that, yeah, but there's people out there that don't have a home at all. Like, they, these uh, veterans or these homeless people that you pass in the corner that are sitting there with a little bucket and a little sign that they're trying to Even though, I've, even though from what I've heard, I've learned a little bit about uh, the people that do that, that they're not always homeless, and sometimes they just don't want to work. And so they dress up in rags and sit on the corner. So that's why I don't often give cash on the, you know, to the people on the corner. I usually base, a lot of times if I have like gift cards that I haven't used, like for different restaurants that I got for like my birthday or something, I might give those to the, hey, here's like a $20 gift card to Applebee's or whatever. Like, oh, cool. Thank you so much. Because yeah. most of the time I don't have cash on me anyway. So, and I'm not going to be like, hey, man, what's your PayPal or your cash app? <laughs> that would be a bit weird. But I think my wife at one point, actually, there's a guy in the corner on the same corner for a long time, for probably about a year or two that uh, she would actually, because she works in a restaurant, so she would take him food. Like, she would show up like, hey, I have, like, banana nut bread from work. And he's like, oh, awesome, yeah. Sometimes he was picky, though. Like, yeah, I have this. He's like, well, actually, I prefer this one. And she's like, well, sorry, I don't have that one. It's kind of half. It's like, ah, so you're homeless begging, but you don't want this, you know, bread or whatever. Okay. Or this, you know, sandwich. But, hey, it's all good, you know. But I was always telling D, you know, like the more negative you are about things, the worse it makes, you, the worse it's going to make everything else. Like negativity breeds negativity. It only like it only makes the rest of your day worse, makes everything else harder, and it makes it even that much more difficult to actually try to start thinking positive because you're so used to thinking negative about things that it almost makes it. It's like it makes the the idea of being positive an uphill climb. Versus like when you're trying to to think on the brighter side of things, even with things you know you may not believe it, like you may not you may not believe what you're telling yourself, like oh it's gonna get better, things are gonna things are gonna improve, I'm gonna get there. You may not believe it, but you know it's that you go through. It's, just, it's like what they say about like um, like love for instance when somebody says like yeah what if you like fall out of love with your partner and I've always heard that that basically you gotta do like eat like you gotta do the actions and then the feelings will follow you know and you know just go through just go through the motions through your day, do what you gotta do, instead of thinking, oh my god, this sucks, I hate this, nothing's ever gonna change, just focus on getting through the day, and 
you know, tell yourself that this is not permanent. This is not the way it's always going to be. Things are going to get easier. You will get where you want to be eventually. And that's pretty much it, guys. You know, it's all about how we look at life, you know? And I apologize. This episode is kind of a weird one. I kind of just ran it spontaneously. I'm going, <laughs> I went down 57 up here. I'm on my way back to Nashville. And I thought, you know what? I want to do an episode, but I'm not entirely sure what to talk about today. So this is kind of me keeping it real with you guys. Um, and so being positive, it goes to where I basically one of, that one of my sayings, you know, believe you can, believe you will, and you're already halfway there. And then you just got to go out there and make it happen. You know, no matter what kind of life you want to have, you know, if you want to have a certain career, I didn't go into certain careers, like trying to go for like a doctor. <laughs> I would have loved the money being a doctor. I mean, who would, you know, but we all, a lot of us have watched those doctor shows, you know, where they, they're up for like two or three days straight. I'm, you know, as like, it, like doesn't seem like they really have actual days off because they have a day off where they get called in or whatever. I see my, my mom is actually a high level nurse. Uh, I guess the official term or the official uh, position is like nurse anesthetist. Makes really good money or whatever, but I think as of now, she's actually technically retired because like her hospital had some issues and they closed out or something. So, but I see the crap that she had, that she had to deal with. Like, you know, having a day off and technically being on call, she would get called in at like two, three, four o'clock in the morning. She'd be sound asleep, get a phone call, have to get up, get ready, and go to work. I was like, yeah, that sucks. Just passed something on the side of the road that I'm not sure what it was. It kind of looked like it could have been a cat because it was really small. But I don't know what a cat would be doing out here. Because <laughs> there's not, I mean, there's a couple truck stops and stuff around here, but they're pretty far away from that specific spot. So I'm not sure. Unless it was, it's been out for a while and just wandering, you know, because you know how they are, though. Animals that are stray will just wander onto the highway and stuff. And as long as they uh, don't actually go in the actual traffic lane, then usually they're okay. But sadly, a lot of dogs and cats and deer and whatnot, any animals out there will just be standing in the middle of the lane. Knock on wood, I've never hit something like a deer. I've hit smaller animals, not intentionally, but had something like two months back. I was going through Kentucky on 24 and I had a, <laughs> I had a car passing me and I up ahead about within like 150, 200 feet, I saw basically our lights reflecting off deer's eyes. I was in the right lane, the deer was in the left lane. And so the car beside me was basically um, coming right at it. I slowed way down. The car tried to slow way down to swerve. And of course, the deer kind of tried to try to like back away and try to. And I was like, oh, crap, he's going to come in my lane. But he didn't. He kind of went off the other side of the car. And I did hear a thump, but I didn't see anything fly off. So I think the car might have just bumped him the side of the car or whatever. But I've seen had one close encounter where there's a deer on my side and I slowed down and the deer ran 
across the median into the the southbound lane, right in front of another car, which that car didn't see him, and I heard a big loud boom. The deer basically, I, I looked at the mirror, I saw the deer doing a, a big old couple flips in the air, and I saw it hit the pavement, and I saw pieces go different directions. I was like, oh fuck. So I never, I never like seeing, you know, especially like a deer or something get hit out here. But it happens, you know. I wish we had little radars. Like, you know how they have, like, fishing boats have, like, fish finders that can show, like, schools of fish under the water? It'd be really cool if we had little radars that would show if we, like, up ahead, half a mile or so, if there's some figure just standing in the road. But, you know, I'm sure all sorts of weird stuff would happen with those two. <laughs> so... But anyway, guys, you know, all we can do is our best, you know, we can't, uh, I mean, people can, you know, there's people in our lives that will expect us to, to, to bend over backwards, pull miracles out of our hat and stuff. It's like, come on now. So I'm always like, I'll try. I'll do my best. And if I don't know if I can do it, I won't promise it. If I do know I can pull it off, it's something I can do. It's, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. You know, I can do that for you. But all we can do is go out here and do the best we can and focus on the goals that we have, keep working towards them. That's why I actually I'm just, my plan right now, and I'm putting it out there in the universe, guys, <laughs> is to be in a position within the next five years that basically I can fully come home and be home full time and not have basically be in a financial position, not have to worry, you know. That's my goal. Get my wife into her food truck. Help my daughter get something set up so she can actually sell her art stuff. Cause she's that's why right now she's not selling it. I'm basically like, I will help you get whatever supplies you need anytime you need them. Just keep making projects. Just build your inventory up so that way eventually you'll you know when you do start selling, you'll have a lot of stuff that you can sell. You'll start bringing in income right away. Told my buddy Dave that, and he was like, yeah, 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 make, you know, have an inventory, yeah, that's, you know, I was like, yep, so. On a positive note, guys, it sounds like after this past two weeks of basically sharing trucks, slip seating, pretty much, sharing trucks with other drivers, and I've literally had to fuel practically every night, I think there's been one or two nights that um, I didn't have to. But otherwise, I was feeling every night. It's so like my pilot points really went up quite a bit. You know, I think I had like a hundred points. What I, you know, but I actually had probably like a thousand points. About you know two and a half, three weeks back, and I think now I'm at like seven thousand points. You know, which I think is like seventy bucks points. So like, hey, cool. You know. Especially because now I'm seeing things in, like pilot truck stops, like iPads, some uh, you know lower model phones, like older older iPhones, Samsung Galaxies, whatever. I'm like, hey, that's cool. I think truck stop. So, but trucker friends out there, tell you know, let me know what you think. I think that <laughs> I really would love to see truck stops like Loves Pilot, whatever, start carrying brand new phones. They can even mark them up, you know, like 
like Google Pixel, Samsung Galaxy, iPhone, you know, have a couple couple of phone options. Like, for instance, get the Google Pixel 7. It's probably like 900 bucks. It was at least when I, when I got it. Of course, I'm paying a lot more than that because I got it, you know, through my uh, Radio Center contract. <laughs> but have a phone like that and then up, like, char- like upcharge it, like $900, but have it priced at the truck stop for like 1500 and have it available where we could use our points to buy it. I think that would be awesome. I wouldn't even, up- I wouldn't even, like, I would just save a points and upgrade phones that way. I would just go to the truck stops, use my points to buy a phone and be like, hey, cool, got a new phone, didn't pay, pay cash out of pocket. Awesome. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I mean, it might, since now I'm seeing some of these uh, slower, like not the newest models of the phones are for sale at one of the pilots I go to. And I'm like, that's cool. You know, step in the right direction. Or like MacBooks at truck stops. That'd be awesome. Get a new computer, pay pay with points. (laughs) So anyway, guys, to close out this this, uh, episode, Want to give a shout out to my bro Rico. I just like he just recently started uh, his uh, podcast called Alienation. Does a lot of music. He does his own music, and so he's been playing some of that. And I, uh, the episode I listened to today said like got like three episodes. He had a, a guest uh, that he talked with or whatever. Another another music guy that does our music. So look him up, guys. Alienation. It's like a white box with uh, like a green alien image in it. Um, pretty badass pretty badass <laughs> so I listened to it I was like holy crap man that's awesome so definitely check them out guys otherwise you know that's all the time we have for tonight hope everybody's had a good night and we will see you guys on episode 14. Have a good one.